I'm speaking this morning about the favor of the Lord. This is part two. If you were not here last Sunday, could I encourage you to go onto our website and listen to the audio of the sermon? Uh, because especially laying this foundation at the start of the year is especially important and we want you to get the full picture. The favor of the Lord, part two. Would you please turn so long to uh, Psalm 106. We'll get there in a few moments time. Now, just to briefly lay the context for what we are busy with here today. As announced last Sunday, our theme for the year is this. The favor of the Lord. Please say that with me. The favor of the Lord. And again, the favor of the Lord. We really believe that this is on God's heart for us as a congregation this year in 2023. But here's the thing. We want to encourage you to come into agreement with this word and with this theme and trust that there would be more favor of God manifested in your life. You see, as children of God, we all have the favor of God. But there can be an increasing and a, and a growing in levels of favor as we continue our walk with the Lord. You know, you can be sitting here and you can be listening to these messages on the favor of God and there's no reaching out in faith and connecting. It's so important that we extend our faith and say, thank you, God. I believe that you are speaking to our leadership as a church, and I personally extend my faith, and I am believing that favor will manifest in my life in this year. So there is a part that you have to play, and it relates to believing from your heart. Now, one of the significant confirmations concerning this theme came in September last year. Last uh, Sunday, I shared with you three confirmations that the Lord had given concerning this theme, but the one very significant one came from a lady by the name of Isabel Scalasson. She's part of Catch the Fire Ministries in Toronto. Uh, she was speaking at a course here, the Catch the Fire course, speaking remotely via Zoom from overseas. And she felt that the Lord had stirred a prophetic word in her heart for Choose Life Church. And the opening line of the word said the following, listen carefully, there is a favor on your church that is doubling. For you have kingdom influence, but you also have governmental influence in the land. I found that very striking, that first line, very powerful. The first line of this prophetic word says, there is a favor on your church that is doubling. Are you coming into agreement with that right now? There is a favor on this congregation that is doubling. And this is what the Lord spoke. We didn't tell this lady, say some nice things. No, she was stirred by the Spirit of God and this is what she said. There is a favor on your church that is doubling. And I think to myself, what a wonderful confirmation from the Lord. And in response, we say yes 
to the favor of the Lord. And we say amen, God, as a congregation. Corporately, we say amen, and we come into agreement with that. Now, just a reminder of the definition of favor. I'm of the opinion that many people don't clearly understand it, but favor is defined as demonstrated delight. Favor is demonstrated delight. It means that you can see the evidence of the Lord's delight upon a person. And when you see that, oh, you realize the favor of God is upon their life. One Bible scholar says the following, he says, the favor of God can be described as tangible evidence that a person has the approval of God. And also favor has to do with God's face shining upon us. <laughs> That's one of the easiest ways to understand favor. What is it? It is the face of the Lord that is shining upon us. And you know the, the priestly prayer, the ironic prayer where it says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up the light of his smile upon you or lift up the light of his countenance upon you. What is that speaking about? It's speaking about the favor of the Lord. And the priests in the Old Testament were instructed, declare the favor of, over God's people. And so even right now, would you receive this? I declare the favor of God upon your life in the name of Jesus. Come on. I declare the favor of God upon your life. May his face uh, shine upon you with favor. I'd like to share three points with you. Number one, it's a beautiful point. God surrounds his people with favor. Take note of the word surrounds. God surrounds his people with favor. Please say this with me. God surrounds his people with favor. Now, have a look at Psalm 106 and we'll look at verse four and five. Reading from the New King James Version, it says, remember me, the psalmist is saying, remember me, O Lord, with the favor, we're talking about the favor of God. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor you have toward your people. Oh, visit me with your salvation, that I may see the benefits of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, and that I may glory with your inheritance. So, as you look at that verse of Scripture, it becomes very clear, listen to this, that God releases favor to you and I as His people. I'm gonna say that again. God releases favor to you and I as His people. And in terms of this aspect of the favor of the Lord, I wanna say this. It should be like that. Because if we are God's people and He is our God, it should mean that there should be some benefits to being a child of God. God says, I've come to give you life and life with advantage, life with abundance. It is impossible to belong to Jesus Christ and have no difference in your life to the person next to you who doesn't know Jesus. That's not how it works, but there are benefits. 
I want to tell you that serving God makes you better off. (laughs) Serving God means that there is more of the favor of God in your life. And by the way, that's a good reason to serve God. Now, it shouldn't be the fundamental reason, but it is a good reason to serve God because there are benefits. Even if we, what, in what we just read in verse four and five, it speaks about benefits that we get to experience like favor. We also get to experience gladness, the scripture says. It also says about an inheritance that we experience. So realize, child of God, that God releases favor to his people. I'd like to ask, would you please tell that to the person next to you? God releases favor to his people. Tell them that. He releases favor to his people. Now, turn to Psalm 5. Verse 11 to 12, a lovely scripture we're going to look at here. Psalm 5, verse 11 to 12, it says, But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. There's rejoicing. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. So now there's not only rejoicing, they're shouting for joy. And it says, let those also who love your name be joyful. There's joy. Okay, we're rejoicing. They're shouting for joy. There's joy. But now, verse 12 is the key thing. It says, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. And here comes the part about favor. With favor, you will surround. Would you please say the word surround? Surround him as with a shield. Oh, Holy Spirit, please minister this to your people. What does it say? With favor, God will surround you. With favor, with favor, with favor, with favor, God will surround you as his people. With favor, he will surround you as with a shield. And so I'm thinking, well, what an incredible thought. God surrounds his people with favor. In other words, he encircles you with favor. Put that doubt out of your mind in Jesus' name that you carry no favor upon your life. We break that lie in Jesus' name. The Bible says that God surrounds you with favor. It says that God encircles you with favor. He enfolds you with favor. In other words, another word is he encompasses you with favor. Begin to get the picture. Begin to let faith arise about the surrounding of favor. Verse 12 in the God's Word translation says, like a large shield, you surround them with your favor. And so there's no question about it. God favors his people. To such an extent that God surrounds his people with favor like a shield, and actually when you think of being surrounded, this is actually a picture of abundance. Because if something is all around you, if something is surrounding you, that means that there is an abundance of it. And so I wanna declare to you today that God's favor is in abundant supply. 
and these scriptures that we are sharing is helping to release faith for us to believe for God's favor in a greater way. Some of us have been thinking that it is in short supply. I have good news to you. It is in abundance. It is not in short supply. There is an abundant supply. It surrounds us on all sides. It covers us above and beneath. And also, it shields us from harm and danger. I think of the song, Surrounded, which was made popular by Michael W. Smith. You all know that song. It's got about 16 words, and they just get repeated, repeated, repeated. It's a lovely song. We've sung it here many times at Choose Life Church. But the words go like this, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Listen, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Come on. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Sing it out. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm, come on, click with me. Because this is how I fight my battles. 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 Awesome. I saw three people get unstuck out of their chair right there. Woo! I feel it, brother. <laughs> but you know, it may seem as though you are surrounded by uncertainty, by darkness, by danger, by opposition, by worry, etc. But I'm here to tell you the truth, and the truth is that the God who surrounds you is far greater than anything that appears to surround you. Come on. I want to say that again. The God who surrounds you is far greater than anything that appears to surround you. Those things that appear to surround you, they are the lies of the devil. And we cut them off from our hearts and lives in Jesus' name. And so I wanna say nothing compares to being encompassed and surrounded by the living God. Please say this after me. God's favor surrounds me like a shield. Tell the person next to you, it surrounds you like a shield. Yeah. Hallelujah. It also says in Psalm 125 verse two, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forevermore. And so good news today is we can rejoice because we are surrounded by the presence and the favor of God. Bless the Lord for that. Amen. Number two is a point which I really love. God's favor will always find the righteous. Say that with me. God's favor will always find the righteous. I'll just read to you from Genesis 8, 6 verse 8 to 9 in the NIV. It says, but Noah found favor 
We're talking about the favor of God. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Going on a little bit in verse nine, it says, Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. And this is why Noah and his family were spared from destruction. So it is clear from scripture that Noah found favor in the sight of the Lord. In other words, Noah enjoyed God's approval upon his life. Noah enjoyed God's favor upon his life. I wanna tell you that having the favor of God, listen to me carefully, having the favor of God upon your life is the most wonderful thing. It is something to be greatly desired. If we're not desiring the favor of the Lord, then something's missing. And I believe that these messages that we're sharing is stirring up this desire for more of the favor of God to be upon your life. I do wanna ask you this question. Do you desire the favor of God upon your life? Wonderful. Keep it that way. Now, when you look at Noah and being favored and so on, to me, here is the most amazing thing. Out of all the people on the face of the earth, God found Noah. Why? Why did God found Noah? Because God's favor will always find the righteous. You're not excited enough about that. I mean, there were so many people on the face of the earth and out of everyone, God found Noah. Because you know what? He is favor will find the righteous. This should be an encouragement to us. You are righteous because of the blood of Jesus. And in addition to that, out of a changed heart and a changed life, we endeavor to walk in a way that pleases God and honors God. The favor of God will always find the righteous. You see, God was drawn to Noah's righteous living, God was drawn to the honorable way in which Noah lived his life. And I wanna tell you, still today, God is drawn to those things today in our lives. One thing we also need to say is that obviously Noah wasn't perfect. You know what happens? I think we read stories in the Bible and then we think that those people were probably like almost perfect, like maybe half angelic and you know, little halo, maybe half a halo. But we need to realize that these were ordinary people in the Bible. <laughs> and so Noah was just an ordinary person, but yet there was something about Noah that he loved to please God. I wanna be a God pleaser. How about you? Raise a hand if that's you. I wanna be a God pleaser. And so listen to this statement. The way in which Noah lived his life attracted the favor of God. I wanna say that again. The way in which he lived his life attracted, drew in the favor of God. And the same applies to you and I. The way in which we live our lives attracts the favor of God in a greater measure. I also believe in terms of the presence of God in churches, the way in which churches 
conduct themselves and the way in which we worship and have our services in the particular way that people need to do it in a certain way that draws God will actually draw in the presence of God. And so it's fascinating that Noah's life was attracting the favor of God. And so I wanna say to you, keep on living honorably like Noah lived. Why don't you tell the person next to you, keep on living honorably, please tell them that. (laughs) Keep on living honorably. Why? Because it matters before God. Do you know that it still matters that you tell the truth? Do you know that it still matters that you honor your covenant of marriage? Do you know that it still matters that you forgive people? Do you know that it still matters that you keep your words? Do you know that it still matters that you do not bribe? It still matters that you do not bribe. If you're in a company that has a policy that a certain amount of funds are put aside for bribing to get those contracts through, I wanna tell you, you are in the wrong company because it is more important that you please the almighty God instead of trying to get corrupt things that will ultimately disappear. That's what the Bible says. Let me tell you a little story. A bunch of years ago, Mandri and I, Jason and Michael, we uh, went to Mozambique and had a little holiday time there. It was the first time we'd ever been there. We didn't know about you know, the borders and crossing the borders and so on, and we'd heard lots of scary stories and so on. In any case, we uh, go through Kamatipuit border and uh, seem to go relatively smoothly, and we go into the, the section there, and they stamp your passports and so on. And I thought, wow, that wasn't too bad. We got through. And we went and enjoyed our holiday, etc. It was great. And, and then it's time to come out of uh, Mozambique back to South Africa. And as we came back through, we stand in the queue and you get to the front of the line and you give your passports and so on. And the official looks and he says, your passports weren't stamped when you came in the country. And I said, ooh, eh, eh. I didn't say that. (laughs) And I thought, no, this is nonsense. By the way, what they sometimes do is they act like they stamp your passport, they stamp right next to it. So that when you come back into the country, then they can say, ah, you were illegally in the country. You were illegally in the country. And when he said that, my heart sank and I thought, oh, shucks. What do I do now? And I could see with the way in which he was looking at me, he wasn't looking at me as if he liked my cheekbones and so on, but he was looking at me as if he was wanting a bribe. No doubt about it. Some of you know you've been exactly there. He was wanting a bribe. And this is what I said to him. These are the first words that came out of my mouth. I refuse to pay a bribe. I refuse to pay a bribe. I said, if I have to pay a legal fine, I will pay a legal fine, but then I want the proper documentation that proves that I have paid this legal fine. Next thing, the guy disappears with our passports 
and he's in the back there, and we like, help us, Jesus. I don't know what's going on right now. Uh, are we camping in the car tonight? What is going on here? But he came back a little bit, of, a little bit later, and he had a, what appeared to be a formal documentation with the coat of arms and everything and the stamp and everything, and I paid the fine because my integrity is more important. And I wanna tell you, the blessing of the Lord is your greatest wealth. Come on. And some of you are double-minded about these things of bribes, and I wanna say, stop being double-minded. Purpose in your heart, I do not pay bribes. Finished and clear, because God is my source. Come on, you can put your hands together, amen. It says in Proverbs 12, verse two, it says, a good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a man of wicked intentions, he will condemn. And so, in terms of this, it says a good man obtains favor. I'm thinking, you know what? We want to obtain all the favor in our lives we can possibly obtain. So let's make sure that our ways are pleasing to the Lord. Would you say amen? amen? Now, very interesting, still under this point, Genesis 6 verse 9, if I read it to you in the New Living Translation, listen to what it says about Noah. It says, Noah was the only blameless person living on earth at the time. Can you imagine being the only blameless person and you still are doing what is right. Some people say, well, there's a lot of corrupt people in South Africa, so, you know, at least I'm part of, you know, some group of, of them that are already doing that and so on. Noah was the only blameless man, the righteous man in his generation. And it says in Genesis 6 verse 11, the Bible tells us that the people were all corrupt in God's sight. And it says that the people were full of violence. Doesn't that sound a little bit like South Africa at this point in time? But here's the thing. Even though everyone was corrupt on the face of the earth at that point in time, Noah still continued to live righteously for the Lord. What a powerful example we see from Noah. And I wanna say to you, child of God, listen carefully. Keep on being righteous in your generation. It matters. Keep on being righteous in your generation. Even if you are the only person that is walking rightly in your company, you do that. In your department, you walk righteously. Even if you're the only one that is doing that. And it says in Philippians 2 verse 15, it says the following, that you may become blameless. Would you say the word blameless? blameless. Say it a little louder. Blameless. blameless. It says that you may become blameless. This is talking about you and us, you and I. Blameless and harmless children of God without fault, now listen to this, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. And in terms of this, I wanna say, South Africa, more than ever before, needs righteous men and women of God at this point in time. Will you be one of those righteous men and women of God in the nation at this point in time? 
Will you be one of those people? I wanna say, if Noah could do it, then I wanna say, we can do it as well because we are also empowered by the Holy Spirit in the New Testament dispensation. And so follow Noah's example and so find favor with God despite the wicked generation. Point number three, which is a shorter point, number three. Some biblical examples of those who found favor. I'd like to just quickly share a few examples of people in the Bible that found favor with God and favor with man as well because these things can help just encourage us. The first one is Esther. Would you please say Esther? Yes. Esther, we know, she found favor in the king's sight more than all of the other young women. And it says in Esther 2 verse 17, the king loved Esther more than all the other women and she obtained grace and favor. We're talking favor. Esther got favor. She obtained grace and favor in the sight of uh, in his sight more than all the other virgins, and he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Imagine that. Uh, Vashti, sorry, you are demoted. And uh, Esther, you are queen. Wow. But I'd like to tell you, this favor came from God. The favor upon your life comes from God. This favor came from God. And it said elsewhere, who knows that God has brought you to such a place for such a time as this. And so God had a special plan for Esther's life. He planned that she would become queen and that she would save God's people. Now, I also wanna say this, that I have discovered and I firmly believe in my heart that for every single person here, God's plan for your life is special. <laughs> you might not become a queen or a king or something like that, but that doesn't mean your plan and purpose from God is not special. I wanna say it is special and God will release favor upon your life to bring you into situations and places where doors will open for you and I declare that over your life in this year in Jesus' name. I declare that. Another one is Job, please say Job. Job was someone who walked in the favor of God. It emanated out of his life. It actually oozed out of his life. And it says in Job 10 verse 12, this is Job himself speaking. And he says to God, he says, you have granted me life and favor. And your care has preserved my spirit. The powerful thing is this, Job knew where the favor came from. It came from the hand of the living God. The problem is this, sometimes things are going so super smooth in our lives, so easy that you can forget that it is God who brought the favor in your life. Here's the funny thing, whether it's going really hard or really easy, you still need to trust God the same. It's an illusion, it's a fallacy to think when things are going better, I can trust God less. That's a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie. God is looking for people whose hearts are set on Him, who will trust Him all the days of their lives consistently. And so this is Job, and he's saying, I know who has blessed me, 
And I know, God, that you have given me life and you have given me favor. And so let us also be quickly, quick to acknowledge that the favor of God that we have comes from the hand of the Lord. Another one, Daniel. Would you say Daniel? God gave Daniel favor, the Bible says, with the authorities of his day. It says in Daniel 1 verse 9, it says now, God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. Who brought about the favor? God did. It says God had brought Daniel into the favor. <laughs> this year, God will bring you into the favor with some people that you report to. And it was the authorities of his day. But I also wanna say this, that Daniel pleased the Lord in the way in which he lived his life. Do you know that Daniel said, I refuse to eat from the king's table. I'm not gonna eat all those fancy foods. I'm not gonna drink his wine. Why? Daniel was a principled man because he knew I will only eat as a Jewish man what is approved of God and God honored him for it. And Daniel said, okay, just give me the vegetables and give me the water. You know the Daniel fast stuff. And he said, you watch, I'm gonna do the water and the veggies and I'm gonna come out looking meaner and smarter and, and ready for everything. <laughs> he honored the Lord. The favor came. And lastly, Mary, wow, this is beautiful. Mary found favor in the sight of the Lord. In uh, Luke 1, verse 28 and 29, the angel said to Mary, rejoice. Now listen to this, highly favored one. Isn't that incredible? Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you, blessed are you among women. Favor and blessing, very closely related. Then in verse 30 it says, then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And I wanna say to you, child of God, do not be afraid today in the name of Jesus, for you have found favor with God. Let faith arise right now in Jesus' name. And you know the incredible thing about this is the mind-blowing level of favor that Mary experienced. Because imagine the immense privilege of carrying the Son of God in your womb. Wow! Unprecedented favor. But I wanna say this, we've, we've mentioned these four examples now, Esther, Job, Mary, and Daniel. I wanna say this, that listen folks, these people were just ordinary people. <laughs> you've gotta get that, you've gotta get that. You've gotta stop thinking that it's only this person that can be blessed and, and, and my life group leader or this spiritual person or so on. Are you a child of God? Then you're a candidate for more of God's favor being multiplied in your life. And so I wanna say let faith arise here today because uh, it's ordinary people like you and me that God chooses to shine the light of his favor upon us. And you know what? There is no reason why we can't expect what these people in the Bible experienced of the release of favor from God. Go ahead and give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Favor. 
Shout it out, favor! Let's stand together. Father, how we love you, how we love you, how we love you. Lord, we are thankful for your favor upon our lives because we're in covenant with you. But we hear the whisper of your spirit to us as a congregation saying there is more, there is more, there is more. Let's just lift our hands up to the Lord. And so, Father, we come before you in childlike faith, humility, and dependence upon you. And we say, we receive the release of your favor upon us. Receive that right now. We receive the release of your favor in a greater measure. Lord, I pray that we would have our eyes open, that we would realize that you surround us with your favor. You encircle us with your favor. You encompass us with your favor. And so we say thank you, Lord, that we can simply take you according to your word and know that you will do what you have said and you will watch over your word to perform it. We ask this in the matchless name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we all say, amen, amen. Let's bless the Lord. Hallelujah, God bless you.